All right, in this little video, we want to talk about another uh, encouragement ministry value, and that's the value of being contributing, of contributing to the church. So essentially, we're talking about money. And I know as Canadians, whenever we start talking about money, um, it can get a little, it's just one of those things we don't talk about that much in our culture. Uh, it's, it's one of those areas where we feel like we have the right to total privacy from pretty much everybody, unless you're married to the other person. And even then, you know, married couples will sometimes squirrel away money against each other and not always just be in unity and peace and have some conflicts about the credit card bill. But um, this isn't necessarily a biblical way of living to never talk about money and that we're actually, because money is so close to um, the spiritual walk that we spend money on what we care about. And Jesus even taught that money is a competitor for our trust in God. You can't serve God and mammon, he says in the Sermon on the Mount. You're going to one love, love one and hate the other or serve one and not serve the other. Um, and so this is uh, part of who we are. And a biblical way of thinking about money is that it, it speaks for you. What you give your money to, what you spend your money on, it shows the world what you value. And of course that's true, right? You, you buy things you want to, you spend money on things you care about, and you tend to not spend money on things you don't care about or don't give money to things you don't care about. And so as we, um, as a leadership team, have talked about this, it's become increasingly um, clear that being a contributing member of Calvary Chapel is actually an important part of uh, faithfulness and being a contributing family member or somebody who's um, in a good spot to share to influence and to lead in the church and to be a part of a ministry under the name of Calvary Chapel. And so I want to read again from another place in 1 Corinthians where money became an issue in this Holy Spirit filled church and this Holy Spirit gifting expressing church where they were doing a lot of using the gifts during their times together and they, but they were having some issues. Uh, money was one of the issues. And so Paul does a teaching on it and it's an interesting teaching because he's he does a couple things that number one, Paul had chosen to not receive financial support from the Corinthians. And this was a bit of a contention for them. And it's unusual. You usually never hear about a missionary or Christian leader choosing to not receive support from somebody. It does happen sometimes. But in this case, Paul didn't want to. And people have different reasons or different ideas of why he didn't want to do that. Maybe he didn't want to um, feel like they were, could manipulate and control him by giving. Um, in the first century world, uh, a lot of the money circulation was done through a system called patronage. So there would be many people who were just insanely wealthy in cities compared to other people, just insanely wealthy. And so what happened would be these people would become patrons for other people and they would fund them and invest in them and care for them. But they'd ha also have a lot of influence in their lives. So if you've ever heard about the Godfather's movies, um, the Godfather was a patron. He would uh, take care of people, sometimes do crimes for people, protect them, give money to them. And the idea would be that they would in turn give him respect and also be willing to do favors for him. And that's a patronage system that came through to America um, generations ago. And same thing would be happening in the New Testament. So maybe Paul didn't want the Corinthians to think that they were his patron. And so therefore um, they were his leader and he wanted to try to sidestep some of these things. But again, these are money issues. Paul's thinking to himself, if I accept money from these people, are they going to think that um, they're my boss? 
And so he didn't want that. And so he worked and he received support from other churches. So he wasn't against receiving uh, support at all. He received support from other churches, but he didn't with them. And so they were fighting about it. And so Paul, number one, he explains how it is the will of God for Christians to support those who are leading them, caring for them and feeding them. And then he goes on to say that he doesn't actually need to, to exercise that right if he chooses not to. He has a right to support, but he doesn't need to exercise that right if he thinks that other things are more important than, than getting that support. And so let me read. This is starting in chapter 9. It says, Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen the Lord Jesus? And the answer is yes to all these questions. He is free. He is an apostle and he has seen the Lord Jesus. Are you not my workmanship in the Lord? Yes. If to others I am not an apostle, I am at least to you, for you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is my defense to those who would examine me. Do we not have the right to eat and drink? Of course they do. Do we not have the right to take along a believing wife as the other apostles and the brother of the Lord and Cephas? Of course they do. And it is, is, it not, is it only Barnabas and I who have no right to refrain from working for a living? Who, ser who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard without eating any of the fruit? Or who tends a flock without getting some of the milk? The idea being like, if you're a soldier, of course you get support from your general. But if you work in a vineyard, of course you get to eat the fruit for the work you do. And if you tend a flock, of course you get to, to receive the milk and be sustained by the milk of the flock. Of course, that's the answer. So I say, do I say, sorry, these things on merely human authority? Does not the law say the same? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. It is for oxen. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not certainly speak for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of sharing in the crop. And if we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap mere material things from you? If others share this rightful claim on you, do we not even more? And then he goes on to say, uh, nevertheless, we do not make use of this right, but if we endure anything rather, we would endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple and those who are served at the altar share in the sacrificial offering? In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. Okay, so what's going on here? So Paul is defending the, his right to receive support to receive really financial support and care from this church even though he's choosing not to at the time um, just because you have a right doesn't need to mean you need to exercise that right right um, but he is saying that in god's wor world in god's way there should be a reciprocity so people who lead the church should be supported by the church people who teach and preach at the church should be supported by those who receive the word, receive the ministry, so that um, there's that mutual care and that reciprocity and there's the sense of being together in this. And so this, this is the reality. Paul is saying, Holy Spirit is saying, that leaders are meant to receive support and receive contribution. And, you know, a church that's organized, organized and working together should be cared for and contributed to by the people of the church who receive the gifts of it. So if you're at a church and you sit there and you're enjoying the heat because the furnaces are on in the winter, um, you should be contributing towards that. If the building is getting cleaned, not by you, 
but because someone's getting paid, you should be contributing towards that. If if the church is being led and cared for and the ministries are being cared for by people who are on staff, you should be contributing towards that because you receive from it. That's the idea. And so bringing that into our sharing ministry, um, this principle of sh showing that you are a part of the family by contributing to it is really important. And things go sideways really quickly when somebody elects to not contribute when they could. Now, I know there are lots of instances where um, contributing is really difficult, um, but this is where tithing comes in really handy. So you tithe off of what you make. You tithe off of what God gives you. God says, you know, give a share of what I give to you to the people who take care of you. And it's really great. So if you stop making money, um, do, you have to, do you have to keep giving? Of course not, because you, you haven't made anything. Um, and also, you know, scripture says this, this kind of right, this kind of reciprocity is actually subject to people being able to make choices. So if somebody's in a, a terrible spot, um, they can relationally come and talk to the leaders of the church and say, look, I'm in a terrible spot. What, what do you think I can do? I can, can, can you release me from this? Or can I be blessed to regroup for a while or whatever? And I think there's lots of room to say, yeah, yeah, of course. But where is there fear in your life? Where is um, the temptation to be looking to money, not the Lord? And, and how can we walk together in this so that you are not alone? And, and I think this is the big reason why we as a leadership team have a value of contributing for people who are up at the front sharing is because by choosing to not contribute, people are often choosing just to be alone. Um, they're at the church, they want to speak at the church, but they don't actually want to be a part of the family. And it shows in the money. They, they want a, a platform to share, a platform to present, but um, they also want to be independent enough to say, I, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to spend it somewhere else. I don't want to be part of this financially. I just want to be part of it from the front where people can see me. And that's, a, that's just not a scenario we want to foster. Okay, so we have this value. This is scriptural value of contributing, of there being um, mutual encouragement, mutual support. And we, we really want this to be part of the life of the encouragement ministry so that when people get up to share, they're sharing as members of this church family. They're sharing as people who are contributing to the life of the church in a financial way. And, and in that sense, leading the way in how we grow together. So being a contributing member of Calvary Chapel is a really important value for our encouragement ministry.